You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, A.J. Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, and surely you know the news that has come down as we sit here today. So I thought to begin the episode, we would have some words from Jasmine, our QT co-host, just to try and help things go down easy. Yeah. Is that so, Jasmine? Okay. That's good work, Kitty co-host. We take the rest of the show off. <laughs> I I hope that helped, because this is not... It's not a fun topic, yet again. Um, after we said last time out, Rudy Gobert had tested positive, because he's an idiot. Not only that, he infected his teammate Donovan Mitchell and when you have teammate to teammate transmissions that's gonna get action so sports across North America are shuttering down the only one that I know is still going is NASCAR and they're running that behind closed doors and I don't intend to turn this into a NASCAR podcast but this is the reality that was facing us once it became clear that this was not a contained virus, that this was going to spread and it was going to be dangerous. And earlier today, MLB made the decision to cancel spring training and push the start of the regular season back by two weeks. So we're looking at an approximately April 9th opening date. And it's the right move. I know I said yesterday that I would be fine with them just playing games behind closed doors. But again, when you have the evidence there that it's hitting locker rooms and it's hitting teammates and teammates may not even know they have it and just start you know rubbing their hands all over things as Rudy Gobert did because Rudy Gobert is stupid and I know he came out on Instagram today it's like I have learned so much from this like well it should have taken a little more than that for you to you know take it seriously and maybe not sneeze all over people's clothes I don't know what Rudy Gobert did, but it sounded pretty bad, touching headphones and stuff. Like, grow up. Seriously, grow up and handle yourself better, Rudy. That's a lesson. But, yeah, even though there have been no cases reported in baseball, they're still very prevalent in basketball. And once the NBA and NHL decided that was it, it was on Major League Baseball to basically follow suit. And they still played games today, which I I know is a little reckless, but I'm almost 
thankful that there's that last little bit of baseball. We're going to talk about it in the second half because I think we need to end on something positive because this is going to be mostly dominated by the lack of baseball. And, you know, I've listened to people wondering, like, well, why did they do that? Why didn't they just play it behind closed doors, like we said? Again, you're you're not just thinking about the the large gatherings rule anymore. You're thinking about the welfare of your employees. You're thinking about the welfare of the staff and the families of those staff. You're you're thinking about everyone. And again, as much as it's going to be disappointing to not be able to have live baseball to talk about. There are way more important things going on right now. Like you can you can say, oh, people die of the flu all the time. Why why aren't we we canceling games over flu? Because the flu has like a zero point one fatality rate. This virus is up to two to three percent. So if you want a family gathering of a hundred people and you want two to three of them to just die. You need to reevaluate your priorities in life. It's plain and simple. Now, as for when we get baseball back, again, they seem pretty clear about the two week timeline. It seems consistent with other sports. Um, MLS major league soccer has suspended theirs for 30 days. So that's in line with what we're seeing. And it is important to match them because, you know, you may not think about it, but there is some stadium sharing going on with MLS teams. New York City FC plays their games in Yankee Stadium. So there is cross-contamination there. You're going to have teams going in there. So if a a Montreal Impact player picks up covid then it can spread to NYCFC and then the Yankees and then the Blue Jays. You don't have to work hard to go six degrees of separation there. Heck, you you don't even have to do it right now. The Jazz played the Raptors on March 9th. That's a couple days ago. Very likely Rudy Gobert could have had the virus at that time. So that's a bunch of Raptors and staff that need to be quarantined. That's an arena that needs to be quarantined in Utah. Um, The Jazz were on the road in Boston, New York, Detroit, as I said. So those arenas need to be shut down, like sanitized because of Rudy Gobert being stupid. So there's just a lot of wheels at play and it's going to take a group effort to get this thing under under control to the point where, you know, we aren't seeing 1000 cases a day or more than that. It's about protecting the most vulnerable. And, you know, if that means I have to find some way to fill the air, then so be it. But this is way more important than sports. I can't stress that enough. This issue, this global issue, is more important than watching a guy take a stick and try to knock a ball around a field. It's just a fact. So, again, hopefully, these steps 
will achieve the goal of slowing the spread of this virus and that baseball can come back and we can have that same feeling again when it returns. I I do want to just record a reminder for everyone listening to this. Just because you'll be happy when baseball comes back, don't forget to boo the ever-loving crap out of the Astros. Do not let them get off the hook and and embrace the warm feelings of baseball's return following an exile. Boo the ever-loving crap out of the Astros wherever they go. That's what I'm charging everyone with. Just make sure they know that their crimes are not forgiven just because they get to be a part of the triumphant cavalry coming home. So that's basically all I have to say right now on the whole situation. I'm sure we will be talking about it in the future because what else are we going to talk about? Like I said, I can simulate simulate a season on All-Star Baseball 99 because that's the most recent baseball game I have regular access to unless I go to my parents and steal my copy of MVP Baseball 2005 for the GameCube. Still the best baseball video game ever, by the way. Do not get that twisted. But we'll figure it out because... You know, this is a podcast. It's a Blue Jays focused podcast. But as you know, we have not been entirely Blue Jays focused. So we'll figure something out. Anyway, there was a Blue Jays game today. There were two Blue Jays games today. We're just going to talk about the one because we may need to save that other one just just in case. So we're going to talk about the Blue Jays game against the Pirates right after this break. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So, again, I am thankful there was baseball today. Kind of a a last meal before having to ration things. And... I'm I'm sure networks are going to just start digging into the archives and like, hey, let's just play, you know, older games. And I'm totally fine with that as long as, you know, it's not a game that makes me want to gouge my eyes out. But I don't think they will be that cruel at the TV networks. So, yeah, let's talk about the game that happened today in Bradenton between Toronto and Pittsburgh and 7-5 final for Toronto. It was a little shaky for my liking, to be honest. I, um, I didn't see continued progression from a lot of people. I saw a, a little bit of regression and, and for some people it was going to happen just regression to the mean. I mean, Nate Pearson gave up his first run in spring training, so his ERA is up to 129. How dare he? But he pitched two innings. He only gave up the two hits and a walk. 
and, you know, continue to progress, look like he can be a major league pitcher when baseball resumes, essentially. Trent Thornton had a a tough day, but he battled, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, gave up a home run to Brian Reynolds, which Reynolds is a sneaky good fantasy pick, y'all. Should grab him. That's he'll help your average. Again, was able to battle through. Didn't walk a batter, which is nice. If you're if you're going to give up the hits, at least don't compound it with the walks. So, Thornton did show a fair bit of control today. And then, outside of that, you know, bullpen options look decent. Marcin Pchinski is still dealing. So, that's very interesting. That Zipchinski might have a bit more of an inside track on a bullpen job than we initially thought. Um, Sean Reed Foley continued to look good in a relief role. I will maintain that he should be a reliever or he should be traded to get help at other positions. That's just the way I feel about him. I think he'd be a great reliever, but I, I just don't see enough out of him to keep him as a starter. And Kirby Sneed got the save, and I just like seeing Kirby Sneed get work because I think he's the lefty of the future in Toronto. So, because it was a split squad day, because the other half, well, I say other half of the Blue Jays took on the Canadian Juniors, there were like four regulars in that bunch. Yeah, I I guess I'm talking about it, but yeah, it was Rowdy Telez, Anthony Alford, Derek Fisher, like, guys who, you know, are, are kind of on the fringes. They just wanted to get that extra action in. Um, so I'm, I'm not really interested on that in them torquing the Canada junior team 22 to 7. Just I'm not learning a lot from that. What I did learn is that, you know, the Blue Jays were able to scrape enough together to make this game successful from a win standpoint. Vladdy went deep and Bo Bichette went deep, both off Joe Musgrove, which, again, the way Joe Musgrove is pitched in 2020, I feel like they should have gotten more than three runs off him, but, you know... You leave nine runners on base. That's what happens. But to see Vladdy get that power stroke going, to see Bo Bichette get that power stroke going, again, that's that's what you want to see out of these guys. Vladdy is supposedly changing his launch angle. That's what you want to see out of him. Just keep being able to blast balls. And it was continued success for the guys we talked about yesterday, Joe Panic and Santiago Espinal. Both went one for two. Espinal had an RBI. Good performance from Forrest Wall, which is interesting. Wall, the only guy with multiple hits today, brought his spring average to up to 304. He had an RBI. Wall was kind of talked about a little bit as a, as a sleeper candidate for a roster spot. I I don't know if enough Blue Jays have faltered to give Wall a free pass at it. Like, yeah, Anthony Alford hasn't been great. But Jonathan Davis is still on the roster and you still need to put relievers on the roster. So 
it's not likely that they're thinking of putting Forrest Wall on there yet. But he's definitely maintained a presence with his spring training. And honestly, depending on how the season breaks down, I would not be surprised if, you know, Ross Atkins, Mark Shapiro, Charlie Montoyo make the call. And, you know, DFA someone to give Forrest Wall a chance because one of the things that gets bemoaned about this Blue Jays team is like, yeah, they have all these good young guys, but but where's that outfielder? Where's that that free-swinging power outfielder that's going to come and, and really establish himself? Blue Jays don't really have any of those. Forrest Wall is probably the best option, or at least the one that's closest to being an option. I mean, the way Josh Palacios was swinging today, he's he's not ready. Not even close. But Wall is showing enough that, that makes you think, like, all right, we, we do have an option. We don't just have to stick with Anthony Alford. We don't have to see if Jonathan Davis can continue his magical run with the bat. It's, it's all about finding those options. And if Forrest Wall can give the Blue Jays another option... Then again, that sets minds at ease. So if you do have a rash of injuries, you're not forcing Kevin Biggio to play outfield every day. You're not um, making Lourdes Goriel play every day in left field. You have these guys who you can call on and who you're not just saying, well, we have to use him. Saying, saying you have to use him is just the worst thing you can do for a team so I'm happy with Forrest Wall doing that and and making a show of it I may dip back into this game uh later on in the year depending on how much we miss this game but you know if you want to keep tabs on how I'm dealing with the lack of baseball feel free to follow me on twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, however you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. And we will have Blue Jays Van Friday tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm probably going to be looking for some help in what to do while we wait for baseball to return. So feel free to get those suggestions at the ready. But until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.